so she's not complying with him. So he literally picks her up over his shoulders and skates her to the outside of the ring, puts her down, and he's like, if you want to come talk to me, you talk to me after class. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read Podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. Your ears kind of poke out like you're a little Oh my elf. gosh, Daniel makes fun of me all the time. I know. What am I supposed to do? Tuck him in? Is that weird? Let's see it. They're not. Here's the problem. I would tuck them in if they were monster ginormous, but they're not. They just kind of go little puppy dog. <laughs> little bunny oh, rabbit. Oh. But they're, it's not long enough. Just leave them out. Let the world see. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of your ears. Yeah. I know. It's stupid. And my husband just like, he always like tucks him in. Or if I tuck him in, he's like, don't do that. And he'll like pull him out. And yeah, no, it's a big thing. (laughs) Actually, my husband doesn't like hats on me. Oh, He says I don't have a hat head. You have a hat head. But I think I have a hat head. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care what you think. I'm just going to wear them anyways. But he's like, he hates also if I buy the ones that are really flat right here. Like, kind of like this mm. one. This one I got from Walmart for five bucks. No, not but like that he one. He wants them more like trucker almost. Like, oh, I hate him. Not too truckery, but more of a solid front. Mm. And, uh, and I'm like, I, where do I find that? Like, they don't make that for, really for girls unless yeah. it's a solid trucker. I don't know. He's no, like, they just look like more it. flimsy. And I'm like, I don't know. I like a hat first off, fair skinned, need it for when I'm going outside. And when my hair is all nasty, greasy, mm-hmm. I want to just throw on a hat and mm-hmm. go about my day. So sorry. Right. Yeah. So here we are again. Yeah. Round two. Round two. We did this whole episode. It was a lovely episode right. for you guys. And then we couldn't use it. I swear it's just one thing after the other. It really is. Technical things. And it's like, we're... We got everything else but the sound issues, which is everything when it comes to a podcast. We got to figure that out. It's been a trial. Mm -hmm. It's just a hurdle after hurdle over and over again. But I am, I'm okay though with this episode because it's Desire or Defense by Leah Bruner. Mm -hmm. And we love this book so much. We were like, should we just leave the audio? And we were like, no, we love this book. We have to re-record it. So it's actually good for everybody. We want it to be good quality for everybody. And Leah Bruner deserves it. Yeah. So this is the second recording. But I am excited to go over it again. I found this. It was on our spreadsheet. Or we, we kind of got a spreadsheet of books that we want to read for the I podcast. Think, wasn't it like the... Or it was from Good... Yeah, wasn't it like one of the first recommendations on goodreads when you do like contemporary clean romance i don't know but it is a clean i was literally when i finally read it i just found it I'm like i'm just gonna read this because it's first off it's a hockey never mm-hmm. read a hockey before mm-hmm. sports romance and it was so clean but so good and it's so hard to find really good clean books because if it's yeah. clean it tends to be cheesy really cheesy or it's realistic and then it's raunchy and i'm like man i just want a realistic book that's clean yeah. and this was it i'm just so thoroughly happy i was just so happy that i had everything that i wanted literally wouldn't want to change a thing about it that's true and then i read it in 2 days mm-hmm. i told you to read it you read it in yeah, 2 days yeah it's so fast it's an easy read her writing is just incredible oh i can't even just say enough about this it's so good for so many reasons yeah that's the thing cuz it's like clean books tend to be kind of prudish yeah a lot of the times which it's like 
whatever, but still it's not my favorite. So this is such a good middle ground between like realistic adults and like yes. they keep it clean. Right, because then I also don't want to read YA all the time because those no. are like immature sometimes yeah. and it's annoying. And I, I want to read adult. Like... I want to read clean a freaking adult, okay? <laughs> I want the adult topics to be there without it being raunchy. Mm-hmm. Is that too hard to ask? Uh, yeah. It is. it is. Which is why we're doing this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is why we're trying our hardest, our darndest, to find <laughs> find a freaking, to find books that actually are just well-rounded, super good, super clean, that it just, it you, you don't want anything else. Like, it doesn't leave you wanting more for any, like, there's, it feels like nothing's missing. So that's what we're on a mission to find. And I, this definitely delivered. And I cannot wait to share it with you. So it's Desire Defense by Leah Bruner. As we said, it's hockey. It's contemporary. And Shannon and I kind of agreed that we don't like contemporary too much. It's really not my favorite genre. We like the heightened dramaticness of a book and the like world that you can see yeah the worlds that you can escape to mm-hmm. i'm pulling it up right now on my kindle and just so you know it's on kindle unlimited and i'm gonna read the back of the book before we get going it says i'm not the hero in the story i'm the villain the notorious shannon <laughs> should i read it <laughs> let me try it one more time the notoriously angry grouchy dc eagles <laughs> <laughs> and already <laughs> last time i tried to read this i couldn't read it i don't know what was wrong with me i just like it was it was awkward I the flow of it. just read it shannon okay <laughs> i'm not the hero in this story i am the villain the notoriously angry grouchy dc eagles defenseman that ki- just can't keep his temper in check the temper that leads to a 15 game suspension from the nhl as if that's not bad enough, I'm forced into a short-term youth hockey coaching gig, which my manager swears will rebuild my image. But what I didn't expect was a gorgeous, spunky blonde to stomp onto the ice <laughs> on day one and lecture me about being rude to her little brother. Something about this spitfire of a woman and the boy she's so protective of has my defenses melting. And if I'm not careful, I'll burst into flames, forever melting the ice I've carefully kept around my heart. Oh, so sweet. So good. So the difference between this, though, is it's a closed door. And I think that oh. is a very good distinction we need to when say finding what... books. Yeah, so this is what's called either a blackout or closed door. Mm-hmm. Fade um, to black. Fade to black, whatever. It just means that, yes, stuff happens, but you don't read about it at all. And you explained it really well when we did this recording the first time. That you said it's like watching like a PG-13 movie or something. Mm-hmm. Like you see them starting. Like kissing and, and kissing. things go a little bit. And then it just fades to black. And then you go to the next scene. Right. Same thing, well, but this... Like- and when that happens, we're going to go into the spoiler section. They're already married at the end. So I guess that's, that's a spoiler. Sorry. But yeah, they get to the very end is when it happens. So it it's just kind of how the story ends is right when it goes fades to black anyways. But it's really, really good. And so I hope that's considered clean for everybody. You know, I mean, there's there's that or there's clean. We need to come up with clean like rankings. So it's like nothing at all closed door i mean i guess there's that but anyways i don't know what i'm saying one thing that i do like the trigger warnings in this is she includes it at the front of the bo- her book which i thought was fantastic i think every book should have trigger warnings mm-hmm. if they're gonna have some deep dark topics in it and her trigger tr- trigger <laughs> her you heard twiggle warning <laughs> <laughs> her trigger warnings is mild language references to alcohol themes of abandonment parental substance abuse and grieving after the death of loved ones yeah so. Yeah, those are the triggers, but they're really not that heavily yeah, it's described. Just normal they're life, just kind there. of, and it's yeah. not anything 
too traumatic. Yeah, but still, we love still sad, trigger warning. So we do like the yeah. All right, so let's dive right into it. We're going into the spoilers section. So if you don't want to listen to it, get off now and join back with us after you've read the book. So we start with our hero of the story, and his name is Mitch, and he's skating at a practice. You're just smiling already. <laughs> You're just so excited already. I just love this book so much. It was so cute. <laughs> it is so cute. I can't wait to share some of the moments later on, too, some of the highlighted like moments that I have that he says, oh, so good. Okay, so we're at the skating ring. He's with his team. He's on a he's on the top, what is it called? The NHL hockey is out anytime it's just professional hockey. Prof- okay, yep. there you go. thank you <laughs> now, obviously not into sports at all so he- professional hockey and he's on his professional hockey team in washington dc and he's on the skating rink and it's out of practice with his team and at this practice a lot of the families come to show their support and to cheer on their their dad or their husband whatever and he's all grouchy internally because he has nobody there for him he's lonely and we find out that he has a father, but he's in prison. And his mom left him when he was young. And we see a little bit of a soft side because during this practice, he sees a girl there who, a young girl who's kind of tattered. It looks like she doesn't have much money or anything like that. And he gives her his hockey stick. And his team player, Bruce, who's the goalie of the team, comes up and he's like, hey, you better be careful, Mitch, because if people see that, they're going to they're gonna think that you actually have a heart. And... We learned reputation's ruined. His reputation of being like this hard, grumpy man would mm-hmm. be ruined. Mitch, we learn, is called Mitch the Machine Anderson because he's very aggressive on mm-hmm. ice during games and he gets a lot of penalties all the time because of it. So he has his name, Mitch the Machine. And one of the games, and there's kind of a history here. I'm going to skip over that. But there's this player on the opposing team by the name of Elia Adric. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But they don't get along for a couple of reasons. And he is picking on Mitch during the game. And he tells Mitch, how was Christmas? Was it nice and quiet just the way you like it? Or did you go and visit your daddy? Oh, oh my gosh. Who's in prison. So he obviously knows Mitch's situation. And he's doing it on purpose. He's doing it on purpose to push his buttons to, to get him riled up. Well, that's all we know is that he's going to freaking beat his butt. Mm-hmm. And it goes to the next scene. And so we don't know really what happens, but we go to the next scene and we're introduced to the female character, Andy. She is an ICU nurse and she is the guardian of her brother, Noah, because her parents died nine months before. And in this scene, she's taking him to school and she's kind of like talking and frustrated because Noah's late and all this stuff. And so on their way to school, she's kind of talking out loud and kind of being sassy and Noah's like, you got to put money in the sassy jar. So they have a sassy jar together. And anytime they say a bad word or have an attitude or anything like that, they have to put money into the sassy jar. And so it's kind of sad because after Noah says, oh, you got to put money in the sassy jar, she drops him off. He gets out. And in her head, she's thinking, oh, he's actually talked to me like about the <laughs> sassy jar. So you can see in this moment that they don't really have a good relationship or they're working through a lot of stuff. They're, they have a lot of grief that they, they're still holding on to. Yeah. He's pretty silent. He's silent. He's working through a lot of stuff. She's struggling to stay afloat and she doesn't know how to connect with her brother because they're both kind of still grieving. And which was kind of sad because she says that they used to have a relationship yeah. and they were just siblings. And now she's his guardian. Yeah. She different. left to be a traveling nurse and mm-hmm. so she was gone for a while, but then obviously her parents died. And so she had to come back and move into the home. And so that's kind of this whole thing. So that's kind of where we're at. 
she's at work now and her one of her co-workers name is Rhonda Rhonda actually lives on her street and knows of or knew her parents and Rhonda has stepped in for some of the times to help to help take care of Noah so Noah is a hockey player and he's young he's like what 11 to 13 age yeah and so he's on this team and sometimes when Andy is at work and can't take him to practice Rhonda will take him to practice for her and so she's really great, and she has both of their, Andy and Noah's best interest at heart. And so Rhonda's telling Andy, you know what? You look stressed. You need to go out and have some fun. Like, go out for the night or whatever. Andy doesn't have a boyfriend or anything. And so Rhonda is thinking, you need to go have some fun. And, and Andy said... Rhonda's awesome. Rhonda, I freaking love Rhonda. We all need she's, a Rhonda in We our all life. need a Rhonda in our <laughs> lives. She's amazing. But Andy is just like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not going to go do that. She doesn't do anything. She just is still trying to work to just kind of keep things afloat. So we come back into Mitch's point of view, and he is suspended for 15 games, which is five weeks. So he's not allowed to play games for five weeks with his team. And he's like, what the heck am I supposed to do? So obviously the fight was pretty bad. I just love that we see, like, the fight, and everything just plummets so quickly with him. And we're like, yeah, I see where you're going wrong. Uh (laughs) You're a mess. You are a mess. So when he's in this meeting with his coach and, like, all these other people, they're like, hey, you're suspended for 15 games. No playing for five weeks. Mm -hmm. You are required to go coach this little hockey team on your, during the five weeks and you have to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Oh, also he finds out from his manager that he lost a sponsor. So life's looking great for him right now. So good. (laughs) So yeah, that's where he's at. And you're like, oh yeah, by the way, your coaching starts tonight. So get ready. (laughs) So then we fast. And he's so grumpy through the whole thing. So grumpy. I love it. So he fast forward to that night. He's going to this team. He meets the coach that's there who teaches the kids. And he's like, okay, we're gonna give you a team. And he kind of gives them the rundown of all the stuff. And he's like, okay, here's your team. I'm going to go with this team over here. Good luck. It's like the little baby kids where the coach can teach them, like, the basics. And they give ones that actually know what they're doing to Mitch. But they're, like, teenage boys. Teenage boys. So you already know there's trouble. Everybody should be afraid of teenage boys. Everybody should be. And Mitch doesn't really think this too much. He's just like, I'm a professional. Like, they're lucky to have me kind of thing. Yeah, he's really cocky. (laughs) And so he goes and once he's on the ice, immediately the boys that are on the team are like, oh, are you going to teach us how to get in a fight? Are you going to teach us how to get penalties? (laughs) And like all this stuff. And Mitch is like, oh boy. And one of the boys that's on the team gets annoyed of the other boys that are talking back and doing kind of all this banter. He's like, okay, shut up guys. Let's listen. And later on, Mitch is watching the the boys skate. And there's, I think there's even a girl or two on the team or whatever, but he's watching them skate. And he notices the boys who, the boy who told them to be quiet and to shut up and to listen is actually really, really good. And so he's teaching them. And one of the boys, his name is Freckles. He has freckles on his nose. And he's like ginger. He has like red hair, red hair. And he's the one who's kind of always talking back and kind of, like picking like on people. Instigator. He's like the little He's leader the of the bad boys. He's instigator bully kind of. Mm-hmm. And so he picks a fight and 
he's getting into a fight with the other really good player that he notices. And so he goes over there and starts yelling at them, at the boys, and tells them to get apart. And he, it's this whole big scene. And then he turns around and this blonde-haired woman in her nursing outfit is stopping onto the ice, walking towards him in her tennis shoes, no gear whatsoever. <laughs> and, she's, and she falls and has to get back up. And she walks over to him and she's like, this is no way to talk to children. You can't yell at them. And he's like, ma'am, you need to get off the ice. And so they're having this argument. And he, Mitch sees that she's going to get, like, crushed because there's players playing around. Their kids are skating, right? And their yeah. things are happening all around. He's like, this is not safe. And so he, like, picks her up and moves her, sets her down, puts his hand on his shoulder, her shoulders, makes sure she's steady, and then scoots back. And she's kind of, like, stunned for a second. And they're still having this argument. And he's like, you need to go into the parent section and she's like i can't yell at you behind the pex- he's plexiglass like, i'm doing my teaching the way i'm doing my teaching and she's like you can't do it that way yeah you can't yell at these kids and he's like they deserved it yeah <laughs> and then out of nowhere his hand flies out and blocks a puck from freaking hitting her in the head so this stuns her and obviously we know this is andy mm-hmm. she has blonde hair she's in her nursing outfit but he doesn't know her name or anything yet but his hand flies out blocks the puck from getting her in the head and after it, he pushes it away andy's just stunned he's like listen you don't have your gear you're gonna get a concussion this is gonna hit you in the head this is very dangerous and she's just and so she's not complying with him so he literally picks her up over his shoulders and skates her to the outside of the ring puts her down and he's like, if you want to come talk to me, you talk to me after class. And he leaves. <laughs> so she goes to sit down like frustrated. And then two other moms come over, Steph and Tori. Tori is married and Steph is single, but they both have kids that are in the class. And they come over and they're just immediately start talking about how handsome, handsome he is and how he's this professional hockey player. And she mm-hmm. has no idea who he is. She also has no care in the world of who she is. Mm-hmm. She's like, he shouldn't be talking to kids that way, it's you freaking know? freaking rude. Freaking rude. So she doesn't care. And Tori and Steph are talking about him and all this stuff. So after class, she gets her brother Noah and she goes to look for the coach, but he's not there. And she's thinking in her head, oh, coward. <laughs> totally left. Doesn't want to deal with me, you know? Mm-hmm. So now we're in Mitch's point of view. He's at home and he does what he normally does when he has his time off, which is he just sits alone in his little townhouse or penthouse whatever it is and he watches his shows that he used to watch with his grandpa can't remember what they're called can't remember the actor's name but wayne so he's doing what he normally does and he gets a knock at the door and he's assuming in his head like it must be bruce because that's the only person who comes to visit him and bruce love bruce bruce can obviously tell that mitch has a lot of walls put up and so he is always reaching out his hand always trying to comfort him always be there for him and kind of just break down that barrier not intimidated by him because he just knows like what right he's like you're actually a good guy you just need to get used to work through some stuff yeah Yeah. so bruce appears and he's like listen hey you've been cooped up let's get you dressed let's get out let's go (laughs) going to a party with the team yeah so he doesn't know where they're going. Mitch doesn't know where they're going. So Bruce is in the, they get him and he gets him in the car and he's taking him. And every time Mitch brings it up, like, where are we going? Bruce deflects and doesn't answer the question, changes the subject. And so finally they pull up and he's like, whose house is this? He goes, yeah, this is Wesley's house. Is it Wesley? Just West. 
West. You're right. Because it's Weston. Right. Thank you. So he's like, "It's <laughs> this is West's house. And he's like, are you freaking kidding me? He cannot stand West. Mitch does not get along with West at all. West mm-hmm. is the favorite hockey player. He's not the captain, but he's like gorgeous. He's like the golden boy of the whole team. Yes. Everybody loves him. And so he... Can't stand him. Because yeah. West really has that char- charisma. Everybody mm-hmm. loves him. It's everything that Mitch doesn't have. Yeah, he has a thing. beautiful fiance, beautiful house. Well, yes. Well, yeah. About so that. he has a fiance. His house is gorgeous when he, he walks in. He has family and people like him. It's yes, like pretty Mitch much. Wants. And Mitch doesn't have that. So, of course, he's instantly angry about mm-hmm. it. But while they're at this party, Mitch says hi to him. And he offers him a beer or some alcohol. And... He's like, yeah, I don't drink. He, and he's in his head, he's thinking, oh, nobody has told him that I don't drink. And he thinks about his dad. So there's a history there. And he's just asked for water and he gives him some, some water and he sits down and he tells his team about this crazy girl who just, or this mom, he thinks it's a mom who walks into the ice during practice. And he's just kind of filling them in and like, oh, dang. And, <laughs> you know, kind of don't envy him because they wouldn't really yeah. want to handle or deal with all of that. I will say... All of the teammates' personalities oh. are so good. So good. They're all just really... Unique, but real and hilarious. I was going to say, they're all very... They're all different. Yeah. But the the banter between everybody, fantastic. Like, so you good. want a group of friends like you this. You do. I laughed out loud so many, so times, many times in this story. Because yeah. of the, the things that they say. Ah, I yes. can't wait to share some more of that with you. We're getting there. We're getting there. So... Now we're going to jump forward to Mitch's first therapy session. And obviously he doesn't want to be there. But he just wants, his therapist wants to know about his background. So he talks about how he's lived, grown up with his granddad since he was 10 years old. Because he lived with his granddad since he was 10 years old because his dad went to prison. And his mom just left, walked out on him. And after high school, right after high school, his granddad died. So literally, he was on his own since right out of high school. <laughs> I literally can't imagine I, that. I cannot imagine that. I've had so much support from my parents. Mm-hmm. And in that age, there's so much that you're just, like, trying to figure out mm-hmm. on your own. And it's a whole big new step. And I would barely be keeping it together. I don't honestly know what I would be doing. No. With, I don't know where I'd be, like... Yeah, that'd be I. I really feel for Mitch. Like having I, nobody, because even yeah. like most people's lives, like if you don't have family, you have other people who are really friends close to or something you, like, like that. Family. Yeah, he doesn't have any. He of has that. nothing. We do learn that when he becomes a professional hockey player, he gets a finally gets a call from his mom, and the first thing she asks for is money. So Ugh. that tells you how awful she is. Just trash. His dad wants him to bail him out, and then in every conversation that they have, he starts yelling at him and we learn a little yeah. bit more about that so he like stops too. calling his dad he or stops takes phone visiting calls. with his dad and all stuff and you'll see why but mm-hmm. so anyways he's with he's at this therapy session kind of delves all of that information too much emotion kind of comes inside of him and he just leaves <laughs> <laughs> and it's just kind of hilarious it's like oh yeah signs of like you can't yeah. communicate just, your feelings right i just love it because like if you're a well-adjusted person reading this. Yeah. You're like, you can totally tell, like, all of his little things. All you're the like, signs. yeah, this is, like, yeah. all those things that you need to deal with. So I do love that she doesn't explicitly say it, but, like, you know what his issues are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I do love the therapist. He's pretty funny. Oh, he's great. He's a great therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at the next practice for Noah. So Andy mm-hmm. is there at Noah's practice. And the other moms are sitting, Steph and Tori are sitting with Andy, and they're like, ooh, Mitch keeps looking at you, Andy. And Andy's like, oh, really? I haven't even noticed, but. Tori is the mom of Freckles. No, 
Steph is. Steph is the mom of Freckles. Yeah. And she's like, every time she's at practice, she's like dolled up and stuff. Because mm-hmm. she, she wants definitely his tell. attention. Yeah, she yeah. wants his attention. She's trying hard, kind of. Like, you can see that she's yeah. trying. She's I feel like bad for pick her. pick-me girl. Yeah. yeah. Pick-me girl. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, she is. Yeah. She's annoying. Didn't know that was a thing, though. It's kind of sad. Do you don't know what pick-me girls are? I didn't know. No. Oh, my gosh. There's like a whole thing on TikTok about them. People do skits of them. Oh, they're so funny. Oh, it's kind of sad. Everybody knows a pick-me girl. Oh. You do. It's just true. Oh, dang. <laughs> All right. So after practice, Mitch comes up to Andy and he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. And so he says, <laughs> and he brings her into one of the locker rooms that's empty. And Noah came out like grumpy, takes the keys and goes to the car. And so mm-hmm. Andy's like, okay. And so she goes and talks with Mitch and she's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And Mitch is like, hey, the other boys are teasing him, picking on him. And it's about you. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, you're kidding me. And he's like, yeah, Noah keeps getting into fights. Well, it's about her because she's really attractive. She's so really pretty. Like, and the boys Talking keep... about her butt and all her features. And, yeah, all Noah does not like Which it, is, obviously. Yeah, inappropriate. And mm-hmm. Noah obviously defends her and gets into fights for her. I don't mm-hmm. blame him. But yeah. So Noah has his temper and things like that. And so Mitch talks to him. Or Mitch talks to Andy about that. And, she's, and she just kind of is like, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just... I just, I don't know what to do. She's feel, she, he, Mitch can see on her, like, how defeated she is because, like, she's just, like, he's not the same that he used to be. Or, you know, our parents died and all this stuff. And this is also where Mitch learns that she's not Noah's mom. She's his sister. Oh, yeah, because so, he calls He's like, your son. son. Yeah, and she's like, he's not my son. He's my brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. And at the same time, in Mitch's <laughs> perspective, he's like, I get excited but also I feel sad because right. that means he they lost their parents. Yeah. So, yeah, so there's that whole thing. But so he feels for Noah knowing that he doesn't have his parents because that's pretty much Mitch's life, having mm-hmm. no parents. And and there's all this stuff going on. And so he's like, he just offers, he's like, hey, I will do one-on-one coaching with him. I know that it helps me to be on the ice to cope mentally. And so he offers to Andy and she's like, well, I don't know if I trust you. <laughs> and in in Mitch's mind, he's like, oh, my gosh, of course she wouldn't trust me. Any parent would be begging to have mm-hmm. one-on-one with me, mm-hmm. a professional hockey player, you know, defenseman who's so good at what he does. <laughs> and she's like, mm, okay, well, let me talk to Noah about it, and, and we'll like, see. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so then, and he, so Mitch just says, okay, just let me know next practice what you decide. She leaves the locker room. So then we're at the next therapy session with, Mitch and his therapist asks him, "What do you like and dislike about yourself?" And he pretty much just lists all the things he all the things he doesn't like about himself. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't like his temper. And we dive into his dad. Ever since his mom left him, his dad has blamed him for his mom leaving them. Mm-hmm. And so any conversation, so it's so sad. that would as a child that would really really mess you up because mm-hmm. you tend to believe it, you know. Right. And so when he has a conversation with his dad, it always ends up in an argument. It always ends up with his dad blaming him for his mom leaving them. Yeah, and that's why the dad drinks so much because the mom left all these Yes, things. and the, his dad, because he got, drank so much, got into a car accident, killed some people, and ended up in jail. So that's mm-hmm. why he also doesn't drink ever. Right. So at this therapy session, the therapist teaches him some breathing exercises, and it, like, just furiates Mitch, and he just storms out again. <laughs> So now we're at Noah's next practice, and <laughs> the boys on the team, Freckles, the instigator, starts talking about Andy's butt, saying, oh, she's in her scrub, she looks so good, and blah, blah, blah. And so Noah obviously gets into a fight. Mitch separates them, and he talks to Noah, 
And he stops it and he's like, Noah, just hang in there, bud. And then Noah's like, hey, I think I'm going to do one-on-one practice with you. And in Mitch's mind, he's like, oh, they talked about me. (laughs) And that like gets him excited because he thinks about them like talking about him on their own time. And that for some reason makes him really excited. And so he's like, yeah, we talked about it and I'm, I think I want to do it. And he's like, okay, well, I'll talk to Andy and we'll find out a time to work one-on-one. So after practice, he talks to Andy and she's like, yeah, I'm going to give you a chance and uh, we're going to do this. And so he's like, oh my gosh, of course. Plus, these lessons are for free. He's doing it for free. That's I know. insane. It's kind of funny. <laughs> it's just amazing because she's like, I guess. <laughs> so they exchange numbers and he's like, all right, we'll, we'll text later about like when to meet, when Set we can schedule time. these times. Yeah. So then Steph and Tori, after Mitch gets into the car, Noah has already gotten into the car. Steph and Tori talk to Andy and she's like, oh, hey, I heard what's going on about our kids, you know, and this is Steph is talking about her son Freckles. And she's like, I know boys will be boys, but like my son would oh never gosh, do that, I which hate it. obviously if you say that, it's probably your son, you know, right? but so they kind of talk about it and Andy's like, okay, like I'm not going to argue or anything, but all right. You know, as long as we don't have any more problems, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And so she goes out to the car and she gets into the car with Noah. And then she sees Mitch leave and she goes, oh, I was talking for a while. I wonder if Mitch was waiting for me to make sure that Noah was okay. Oh, and she goes, I don't know gosh. if that's what it was, but if it was, it'd be kind of nice. That's so cute. <laughs> Why is that like just anything like gentlemanly? Like, I know. Like that. Just like, oh sweet gosh. or protective. It's like, oh, I love it. I it's love, so I love cute. it. so cute. So then they go to the next wombat game, which is the team's name. (laughs) They're wombats. And right when Mitch walks in, he's like, this is the lamest (laughs) mascot. (laughs) What? What is it? Mascot? (laughs) Mascot? (laughs) I could not think of the right word. Literally just Just your face after you said that. (laughs) literally just thought like i just froze <laughs> what is it that's wrong but i don't know what it is Mosca. it's wombat and mascot put together okay 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 so anyways mitch is thinking it could have been <laughs> wait is it wally wombats that's that that's play the place play- here i know i love what that. is it it's like a wally wombat it's like a it's indoor play place no 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 Oh, it's an a- animal that's really crazy. Like it, they'll, they're they're vicious. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh! First of all, I didn't know that was a real animal. Second of all, they because I remember like the drawing. Isn't it like a little gopher looking? Yeah, thing? that's I'm pretty crazy. sure wombats are aggressive. I'm pretty sure, but the, but they don't look aggressive. I don't know. They're like little. Furry, furry things. things that look like a beaver. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know. Trust them. I don't trust, I don't trust them. them. <laughs> Anyways, so they're at the wombat game. Mitch is the coach wearing this wombat gear for his like little so jersey thing. And his team players from his own professional hockey team, a few of them come to support him, which I thought was fantastic. Like I do love that about sport teams and like the camaraderie and that like whole second like family. family yes yeah. i love that so they're there it comes through a lot in this book but it's yeah. just like bruce colby remy who's the team captain yeah. and west okay so yeah. there's really only like four other ones yeah okay so they're there at the at the game 
And he's like, oh my gosh, rolling his eyes like, oh, this is embarrassing, you know. But they end up sitting next to Andy, who's Ow! at the game. Ow! And the whole time, Mitch keeps checking. And he's like so jealous because he sees that Andy's talking like with Bruce. And he's smiling. And he's just she's thinking, like laughing like, with him. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like, she of doesn't course. laugh with me. I know. He's like, of course, he'd go with Bruce. He's a nice guy. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like perfect and all these things. And all this stuff. So he's, <laughs> he's like getting jealous. Yeah, he's really self-deprecating. And on the way home... Andy and Noah are talking in the car, and Noah's like, so do you know who you were sitting next to? And she goes, oh, no, actually. I don't know who that was. And he's like, mm, I'll let you guess. And so she just, they have a full-on conversation after this game, and she's so excited because they're making progress. They're able to have conversations together, and she's just happy that kind of things are turning around little by little for him. And she's happy that hockey is something that they can kind of get that breakthrough mm-hmm. with. So later she texts Mitch that night. So one thing that she does to kind of relax herself is she takes a bubble bath with her bubblegum bubbles mm-hmm. and she listens to audiobooks. So she's listening to her audiobook and she's taking a bubble bath and she is like, I need to text him. So she texts him and she's like, hey, she's very bold in her texting towards Mitch. And she's like, we got to schedule a time. And then no response. So then she texts him again. And then she texts him again. She goes, you know what? Never mind. Just don't, just ignore all those text messages. And she's just kind of psyching herself out. And so then Mitch texts her back. He's like, oh, yeah, let's, what time works for you? And he's very straightforward. But he calls her blondie in the text messages. And it's so cute. And she's like, oh, is he flirting with me? And so then she's kind of very forward with her flirting. And she's like, I can't, t- I think he's and flirting. And then he like, I'm not sure. didn't do it back. And she's like, so embarrassed. And then, yes, but then he does flirt does, back. Yeah. yeah so he's pretty dry texter he's like a very his dry humor dry humor and so she's just trying to figure him out and it's kind of fun for her to figure him out mm-hmm. i do love it because those it starts like an inside joke with them because she calls him like oh yeah like a she's hair- like yeah this like hairy professional hockey player like offered to teach my brother these lessons like do you know yeah. anything about that or yeah, like, yeah like that. and then from then on he's like i'm he's, not hairy I'm yeah like, <laughs> not hairy but he's like oh yeah the ugly hockey player that you're talking about because i never called you ugly i yeah. called you hairy. like it kind of <laughs> turns into this whole bit and it's cute the next morning andy is talking with noah and she's like i think it's time we rearrange our house mm-hmm. let i think i'm gonna move my stuff into our parents room and i'll turn my room into this gym and I'll order equipment and then we can have like a workout space. And he's like, yeah, okay, that's fine. And so they talk about that. And they're, they're okay with like, it's kind of a bonding moment for them to move on, you know, yeah, to kind of get rid of their parents' things. Yeah, and to kind of move past that hurdle. And so, so she orders a whole bunch of gym equipment. The next therapy session with Mitch and his therapist, he teaches him some breathing techniques where he breathes in for seven seconds and breathes out for 11 seconds. And he says, okay, now I want you to think about the next time, or I want you to think about something that might make you angry or the next time you might lose your temper. Think about it right now. And then I want you to do this breathing exercise, which I thought was just so good because then it's giving him real world scenarios that he can actually apply it and be prepared for when it happens. And so he's practicing that and he... He does it and like he's kind of you know like oh this is stupid breathing but he notices like that it does work and so at the next training one-on-one with Noah he was hoping Andy would bring him would bring Noah to the practice but it was Rhonda so he meets Rhonda and he's like I'm a big guy but Rhonda made me feel small because just the way that she looked (laughs) at him and like eyed him and it was just very intimidating he's like whoa okay don't mess with her and at this practice Noah's getting frustrated with the technique that Mitch is teaching him. And he's like, here, let me show you some breathing exercises that I learned from 
and he cuts himself off and he just is like, I'm not going to say I'm in therapy because that's like embarrassing, but I'm going to tell him that I learned something that I learned. And so he teaches him the breathing and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I already know that. I learned that in therapy. And he's like, you went to therapy? And he goes, yeah. My sister says we everybody needs therapy. Otherwise we all go insane being in our own minds, mm-hmm. which I totally agree with. Mm-hmm. And it kind of throws Mitch off because he's like, oh, wow. He's not ashamed. He's so brave about just being open about this. Yeah, like so normal to him. Whoa. It kind of mm-hmm. just makes Mitch kind of reevaluate how he's handling his therapy and, like, mm-hmm. what's going on. It, it, Noah becomes, like, an example for Mitch. And I, I do freaking love, love that. Because they love... have their own connection outside of Andy. Yes. Time. Like, they have they their own little They are so thing. similar. Yeah. That they, they bond really so well. They are so similar. And... Mitch needed Noah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I love Just that. as much as Andy. It's so it's cute. It's so cute. And Noah has his own little personality, too. That is, makes him his own. I just love it. And he's realistic for a 13-year-old or 11-year-old, whatever right, he is. Yeah. It's so cute. So, anyways, in this conversation that they're having, he's very accepting of, Noah's very accepting of therapy, and that's a good example for Mitch. And in this conversation, he looks, Noah looks at Mitch, and he's like, are you going to cry? And Mitch is like, no. And he goes, well, I wouldn't laugh if you if you needed to cry. <laughs> you know? And he's like, okay. I just love it. The next day, Andy's at work, and Rhonda comes to tell Andy, you need to be careful. Like, I don't like Mitch. He seems like a bad boy. We never described what Mitch looks like, and we did this last time. <laughs> it's so bad. I am uh. so sorry, you guys. Okay, so Mitch is this tall dude. <laughs> Very very strong and broad mm-hmm. and he has tattoos down one arm he he's a, he has a beard he has dark hair yeah don't remember what the color of his eyes are but i don't know he's burly okay yeah so he looks kind he, of like a bad boy he does look like a bad boy which i'm like all over like an attractive bad boy you know yes and so Rhonda's like listen he looks like a bad boy you need to be careful and mm-hmm. and andy's like mm, okay i'm not listening to you because <laughs> she's like but yeah, he's yeah. so attractive like uh-huh. all the girls want him and i do <laughs> so andy starts texting mitch for some reason maybe it's about scheduling practice or something like that and she brings up noah's birthday and mitch offers to get <gasps> she came out of nowhere that was real rude <laughs> am i that boring no, i'm just tired i know i got three hours of sleep okay i know i don't <laughs> All right, so Andy's texting Mitch about probably scheduling practice for, like, one-on-one for Noah or something like that. And she's mm-hmm. talking about birthdays for Noah that's coming that, that that Friday. And Mitch is like, well, I can get you tickets. I know a player who's suspended who's really hairy who can get you some tickets. <laughs> and she's like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, I'm, if I were in, in his shoes at his age, I would freaking love, yeah, like, love it. Whoever mind. got me, yeah, I would lose my mind. I would freaking love to go. To, and then also arrange, he's arranging for them to meet the team afterwards. So, like, he's like, yeah, this is going to be the best. He's You're going to be the best sister ever. Like, right. you know. And so she's like, oh, my gosh. She goes, the only thing is I have to go with you because I'm, if you're going to meet the team, I kind of need to be there and all Which, that stuff. he totally doesn't. Of course. He just wants to be there with her. You know, this is a perfect opportunity oh, so for him. So he, he's, he arranges to get tickets and everything for them. So then we're in Andy's point of view. She is trying to put together the gym. (laughs) I know we're already laughing because this is great. It's like my favorite scene of the whole book. Oh, really? Mine is the ice when he picks her up and skies her over. The cute me is, that's mine. But this is a good scene. This is a good one. The game's pretty cute too. Okay, so okay. So she is struggling to 
balance everything together, like just mm-hmm. life in general. And she's trying to put this whole gym together on her own. And she just kind of breaks down because she's like, I need help. Just all of her I can't put, come out. I can't build this gym on my own. I'm, there's so many things that I'm struggling with. She misses her mom. She needs her mom. And mm-hmm. she just, she kind of falls apart, right? I just love that the author writes these moments in there. Yeah. Because it was so real and like, it just shows their character so much and like the yeah. development of their characters through this whole book is so good. Oh, especially so good, Mitch because yeah. like you can see like he is really he, rough. Yeah. And then by the end, yeah, he's just he's so much person. better, so yeah. much more polished and stuff. Happy. And it it's so realistic too. It is realistic. She does a great job. She's just amazing. Love you, Leah Brunart. <laughs> so good. So she is. She has a breakdown, right? So at. At practice, Andy's still kind of sad, and she's just thinking in her head, I just want a hug. I just want someone to <laughs> hug me. It makes me so sad. So then we go into Mitch's point of view, and he notices her, and her eyes look, like, really puffy and, like, she's been sad. And so he goes up to Noah, and he's like, what's what's going on with your sister? Is she okay? And Noah's like, yeah, she's, like, sad because she's been working, trying to put the gym together, and she, she can't, can't do, do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Little brothers, so cute. I know. And so he's like, yeah, she's not tall enough to, like, do the pieces. And so Mitch just blurts out, well, I'm tall. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah, and I have some friends who are tall. And he's and so they arrange, Noah arranges for him to come over to his house to I put together the, the gym. And so Mitch is like, within le- less than 24 hours, he appears at Noah's house. <laughs> Noah opens the door. It's Mitch like a is Saturday. there. Yeah, Mitch is there with his like, te- like a few of his teammates. They come in. Andy has no idea that they are coming over. So she's in her little silk pajama bottoms with her camisole top, and like her not camisole. Is that the right term? Like a little, just her little top with. I don't know what the like top a tank is. top. A, I tank it was a tank top. Okay, with in a tank top with her socks that go up to her knees, with fuzzy furry little slippers on, and her hair up on top of her head. Like she has no idea. She's just there lounging. She's legit lounging. And then when he brings them in, she's like, "Noah, why do we have giants in our living room? What is happening?" I'd be so embarrassed. And so Mitch is like. Noah, you didn't tell her we were coming? And he's like, I don't know. And before Mitch can say, like, we were coming to help you put together your gym, Colby, the other player, he's like, what's a sassy jar? And so they go off on this whole tangent. Noah explains the sassy jar. And he's like, but it's okay. All the money that we put in there, we're going to use for, like, to go on a trip or something. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do something fun with it. And so she's like, well, okay, let me show you where the gym is, I, I guess. And you guys can help put together. Let me get changed oh my appropriately and I'll come back. So they start putting the gym together. Noah's there helping. She gets dressed. So as when she comes back, Mitch introduces them. And he's like, don't worry, guys. She has no idea who you are. She has no clue. She knows nothing. Or Noah says this. Somebody says this. And so like, really? And so they make it into the game. The other players are like, so I'll put some money in your sassy jar if you can guess this. Like, who's the greatest hockey player of all time? And she's like, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Legit has no idea. So they start giving her like hints and she still can't guess it. And by Mm -hmm. the end, they're like, oh my gosh, I'll just put money in if you could just like Get these simple questions. I'll put $100 in if you can get one right. And she's like, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> it's like so easy. It's so easy. And, and they're she all still like, oh. can't get it. Yeah. They're all like, yeah, it's so funny. So then she's like, okay, well, let me get you guys a drink. Can I get you anything? She like, wants- 
What if I made you guys like margaritas or something? Can I make you some drinks? And, she, and Mitch is like, yeah, I don't drink. She goes, oh, okay, I'll make you lemonade. And so Mitch really appreciates that she doesn't make it a big deal that he doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, no, come help me. So they go and they start making drinks. And Noah looks at her face and he's like, you have a crush on Mitch. And mm-hmm. she's like, what are you talking about? And goes, I can just tell. And so... She makes their drinks. They put the gym together. It's wonderful. Really sweet. (laughs) Such a cute scene. I love it so much. It is really sweet. So now we're at the next therapy session. So during this therapy session that he has, his doctor, Dr. Curtis is his name. He asks him about some of the struggles or whatever that he has. And then he's like, I know I shouldn't be whining. Like, woe is me. I have all this money. I'm successful. I made it. And Dr. Curtis is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because you're doing well right now doesn't mean you need to make your struggles small. Like, there's still struggles and they still impact us very heavily. Yeah, regardless of how successful we are. Exactly. And so he starts talking about that. And so Mitch feels his, like, throat getting tight and stuff, getting emotional And this is his internal dialogue. It says, I will not cry in therapy. I will not cry in therapy. (laughs) I think of Noah's words again. It's okay if you cry. I won't make fun of you. Yeah. Which is so sweet. And then he does his breathing exercises and it helps. Yeah, it does. Calms his emotions. Calms his emotions down. And then he says, this is a quote of Dr. Curtis saying, do you think your experiences have made you avoid building relationships? I breathe out a quiet laugh. Yeah. He smiles slightly since we both know the answer to the question he's about to ask. Why is that? I lose everyone I love, which is so sad to like have that, that mentality to think like, well, I can't get close to anybody because I'm going to lose them, you know, Mm because everybody in his life has left for some other reasons, you know, and it made me so sad, but that gives you a better insight to like more of why he's struggling and why he has those walls up in the first place. And why you'd be angry all the time. Yeah. Why you'd just be so sad, you know? It's really sad. So during the next practice that Noah has with his hockey team and Mitch is the coach still he tells Mitch yeah my sister has a crush on you and they talk about therapy more and he's like she does oh maybe this is not maybe this is a one-on-one session but yeah he's like oh he does like that makes makes Mitch really excited I love how she wrote this that Mitch is pretty much like so smitten with Andy so quickly yeah and he definitely likes her before I love it. She likes him. Yes, but he's so timid because he's terrified. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to get too close to people. He's worried they're going to leave. And he doesn't As, really know how to do this. He doesn't know how to do it either. So he's like timid, but yeah, it's like her and he's really interested in her, but he doesn't know go to right. how to go about it. And it's kind of, it's just That's sweet. So it's so sweet. I love it. Because yeah. especially because he's a big masculine, like I will mm-hmm. rip you apart, man. But like, I don't know how to ask you. I just <laughs> love that it's trope so, so much. Yes, I do too. It's so good. <laughs> Literally, this book made you like, it's so giddy. (laughs) Yes. So Noah and Mitch is at their one-on-one practice and he tells Mitch that he has a crush on, that Andy has a crush on him and that makes him excited. They talk about therapy a little bit more and Mitch tells Noah, like, I have homework and I have to do something. I have to find a way to relax that isn't watching TV and isn't like something else that he normally does. He has to find something else that'll help him relax. And Noah says... Well, my sister does bubble baths Hmm. and listens to a book. Maybe you can try that. Mm -hmm. And so Mitch goes. And he had seen the type of bubble bath that they bought because they had just gotten groceries. So he saw like. In the back of her car. Something called Mr. Something Bubble Bath. Yeah. And so he, when one of the times when Mitch was helping Noah's stuff get in the car or something like that, he saw the groceries in the back of the car and it's the bubble stuff. And so. He knows the brand, and when he goes shopping, he buys the same brand. And he, he loves he finds, the smell of He her. loves the smell. He finds 
And like, yes, he, he loves the smell of her. So he buys that bubble gum, bubble bath stuff. Mm-hmm. He fills up his bathtub. He gets, he's like, I don't listen to books, but I'll find one. Hey, this is about hockey. It must be good. Plays it's like the a hockey. romance. It's a romance hockey, but he has no idea. He gets into the bathtub and he's like listening to the audiobook. And then the audiobook starts to get more steamy. He's like, whoa, what the heck? And then it gets even crazier. So he gets out and he like turns it off and he's like slipping to get to it. And so he turns it off and he goes, is it what everybody listens is to? Is Andy listens to? <laughs> it's so funny. So then he gets back in the bathtub and he's just kind of reminiscing and he's thinking about his grandfather. And he start realizes that he's smiling, thinking about his granddad. And notices that any time that he would normally think about his granddad, it would be a negative or sad emotion. But he's smiling, reminiscing about the good times. And that gives him hope about maybe things don't have to be so terrible and awful all the time. You know, he doesn't have to deal with those emotions that way. So that's pretty cool. So now we're at Noah's birthday at the game and they have their own box and Mitch's manager is there as well. And so when Noah and Andy arrive, he got them both a present. Noah arrives in a jersey and it's like old and tattered. He's had it forever. And so Noah opens it and it's a brand new jersey and the whole team has signed the jersey for him, which was so sweet. Mm -hmm. That'd be like the coolest present. It's so cool. And the back of it. Oh, the back of it says... Anderson. Yeah, Mitch's last name. Yeah, so it says Anderson on the back of it. He's like, I will be darned if they're wearing anybody else's name and jersey besides mine. Yes, it's so cute. (laughs) He's already, like, they're his almost. Yeah. It's so sweet. (laughs) So then Andy has a present, too, and she opens hers. It's also a jersey, but inside is a book, Hockey for Dummies. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, my gosh, she rolls her eyes. Well, after the game, they get to meet the team, and the team is like, Hey, Andy, how'd you like your present? Because they, like, all wanted to make sure she got the dummy book. And she goes, yeah, thanks, guys. It's cute. I love it. (laughs) So the agent is talking to Mitch at a separate time. This was, like, another day or something like that. And he talks to him about his image. And he's like, hey, your image is getting better. Because he lost a sponsorship because he'd gotten into so many penalties and things like Mm -hmm. that. And he's like, your image is looking better because of this this coaching that you're doing. Right. And you got a new sponsorship, and it's for beer or for some sort of alcohol brand. I don't know what it is. Oh, is it whiskey? And so he's like, it's a new sponsorship. And then Mitch is like, I don't do, I don't drink. And he goes, well, it doesn't matter. You just got to, like, hold the whiskey, and, like, it'll be your name on it. It'll be great. He goes, yeah, I don't drink. It's like... In his head, he's like, this is against what I stand for. I'm not going to do it. And so his man, his agent's kind of pressuring him, trying to talk him into it. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. So then he drops it. So then he texts Andy and he says, hey, can we meet together to schedule a time to, pl- to plan the last one-on-one session for Noah? <laughs> and Andy's like, well, why can't we just text about it? And he's like, I knew she'd make this hard. And so eventually she's like, are you asking me on a date? And so he's like, fine. <laughs> Blondie, Andy, will you come and meet me for dinner and we'll plan Noah's last session? And she goes, actually, (laughs) Rhonda's taking Noah out for his birthday. I can come over tonight. So they go, she goes over to his place. And I love it because Mitch, he goes up to the front desk of wherever he lives (laughs) and he tells her, he's like, put Andy, I forgot her last name, but put Andy on the list. And she goes, okay, just for tonight? And he goes, no, indefinitely. So he already knows. He's like, I want her to be able to come whenever she wants. Mm -hmm. And it's so sweet. And so he's nervous. He's getting everything ready. He already ordered food. And then Andy comes. And she's so great because he really does need someone who's bold and who's going to kind of take the reins, especially with the relationship. 
because she comes in and she goes, wow, look at this place. Give me a tour. Let's go. Show me this room. Is it this way? And she just kind of takes control and because he was like so nervous and like didn't know how to do it. And so they go look around and they end up in the bathroom and she's like, oh my gosh, your bathtub. Are you kidding me? Like, I love your bathtub. I want it. It's, she's like, it's wasted on you. And then she sees the bubblegum bubble bath. And she's like, you are teasing me for this. And, I, and he's like, I, you know. He's, he's like, like, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. So then they go down and have dinner. And they're talking. And they're this eating. was such a cute scene. It was a, such a cute scene. And he's opening up about, like, his childhood and his, his past and everything. And she's like, I'm so sorry. We should go toilet paper their houses. Mm. And he laughs. And he's like, I wouldn't do that because he's at a he's at prison. He's in prison. He'd probably get in trouble for that. And so they're like laughing about it, having a really great conversation. So then they go to their first kiss. And she it's funny because the whole story, she's admiring his physique, like his whole figure. And she hasn't seen him without a shirt or nothing, but she's been craving to see him without a shirt on. Girl, she's <laughs> she's like, I know abs. he has freaking abs. I just know it. <laughs> and so when they're kissing, her she, she kind of has like her hands on his chest. He said, and this is what it says from the story. Are you trying to undress me? I just want to touch your abs, please. I beg. Am I just a piece of meat to you, Blondie? I whimper. Yes. Girls need protein too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I love the dialogue in this story. So that's just a cute snippet from their little, their first kiss. And it was sweet. I loved it. And then she gets a phone call. Rhonda, or Noah got like food poisoning or something, was throwing up, had to go home. So she had to leave. So next they're at the, they're at the next wombat practice. And Steph approaches Andy. And she sees how like Mitch is responding to Andy and how they're kind of getting closer. And so Steph is like, is this how you get the coach to take Noah's side? Because she knows her son has been a problem. It's between it's pretty much between Freckles and Noah. Steph knows that there's it's Freckles pretty much against Noah and Mitch obviously has been taking Noah's side because Freckles is the instigator and she's she's accusing Andy of pretty much like getting in a relationship with him just to get uh, on Noah's side, which is like ridiculous. But she said, pretty much she handles it really well because she's like I. I'm sorry you think so little of me, so low of me. And then she, like, walks away. And that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then the agent calls Mitch. And he's like, hey, there's a picture of you circulating with this girl, Andy. And he's like, you got you to gotta dump her. Like, you got to stop this because it's really bad for your image. You're already mm-hmm. finally turning things around. You're getting old. You're not going to get more sponsorships. This isn't helping you and your money scenario. You get paid. I get paid. Like, let's fix this. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so that kind of pisses Mitch off. But then later when he's at his practice, after after the agent spoke with him, he's on the ice, the team captain comes and sees him and he ex- kind of talks about it. He goes, normally I'd probably tell you to like stop dating her, but I can see how this is impacting you and you're changing to be like a normal person. So Good, you should yeah. keep her. So I loved that he's he has his best interest overall. Mm-hmm. He seems like a great captain. I right. want his book. He so seems bad. so wonderful, but oh, in a, so like, excited. mysterious, grumpy kind of I know, way. I really but, like, don't know anything about it. Everybody respects him. Like, mm-hmm. even Mitch respects him. Like, everybody, I just want to know his story. So, mm-hmm. anyways, can't wait for that one. <laughs> All right, so they're, they're at the next therapy session, and Dr. Curtis is talking about Andy because Mitch has brought her up. And he's like, are you in a relationship? What's going on? And he's, like, trying to get more information about it. And he goes, well, why aren't you, you know, like, really going for this? And he says, Mitch says, I just feel like it's hopeless to try. Like, I'll never be good enough anyway. Or worse, I'll get attached and she'll leave. She'll figure out I'm not worthy of her and leave me in the dust just like everyone else. (laughs) So sad. And in the end of this conversation, Dr. Curtis 
just pretty much says love is a risk. Like you're going to have to put yourself out there and it's worth it, you know? So then Mitch texts Andy asking if she wants to go to his game because he's finally out of suspension. And so Andy's so excited because she got Rhonda to watch Noah and Noah's bummed because he's like, I want to go. And she goes, but I don't want you to be like watching me and judging me while I'm cheering him on. So let me go by myself. I'll take you another time. And he's like, okay. So she goes and she meets Melanie. She sits next to Melanie, who is West's fiance Mm -hmm. and they have their own book so you guys got to check that out read that another time we do have an episode coming up for that one actually we do love melanie though yeah we like their story it's cute Mm -hmm. so we'll talk you'll you'll hear that in the next episode but they have their fun sitting next to each other they get they, they get along really well melanie and andy and they talk about Mitch a little bit. And she goes, oh, yeah, he's he's rough. And, and I'm sure that must be interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to, like, you know, date him. And she goes, yeah. And, Mel, and you can see from Andy's point of view, she's very, very understanding. So she's really just, like, the perfect person for him. All right. So we have the last one-on-one session with Noah and Mitch. And Rhonda brings Noah this time. And so she comes up to Mitch. She's like, come here. And she, like, brings her little <laughs> finger. And she's like, get over here. And so he does. He obeys. And she's like, listen. Andy's a nurse. They're on their feet all the time. If you want to get on her good side, bring her some lunch. But nothing that's going to be hard to eat. Something she can stand and eat at the same time. But throw in the fridge and eat later. Bring her some good sandwiches because, you know, I'm trying to give you. Went over her. I'm trying to help you out. And so he's like, oh, yeah, I owe you one. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) So right away, that night, he brings Andy's sandwiches to work. (laughs) And I love this scene. It's so cute because when he, you have to like push the buzzer for them to, for the doors to be open, you know, to get to the hall and everything. Mm -hmm. And so someone answers it and he's like, Hey, I'm here for Andy. And, and you can hear a whole, like there's kind of a pause. And then you can see through the window, like there's all these girls by the desk and like leaning over to look at him. And Andy buzzes over like, I'm, I'll be right there. And so the door is open. They're all like looking and she comes out and he's like, he has her sandwiches for her. She's like, oh my gosh. She's like gushing. She's so excited. And then she pieces it together. She goes, Rhonda. He goes, yeah, I owe her one. And she goes, are you trying to make me fall in love with you? And then she's like, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't mean that. And she like backtracks and he's, and he just kisses her. <laughs> it's so good. It's a good kiss. He's basically like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, he just, he's loving her, you guys. He's falling in love with her and I'm so here for it. I just love it. So he invites her on another date and they go to, on this date to an older theater and they watch a John Wayne movie. Is John Wayne who you said? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So a John Wayne movie. And during this movie, he's delving more about his childhood and she's delving more about her parents passing away and they're having a really really deep conversation and he's just talking and talking not really re- watching the movie but it's playing yeah, they're on like it. the only ones in the only ones in the theater yeah and so he's like man my therapist would be so jealous of you because i'm sharing so much information and it's funny and this was your favorite part is the whole time <laughs> they sit as soon as they sit down She's, like, fiddling with the armrest, like, trying to get it up so she can, like, get closer to him and it doesn't move. It doesn't move. Yeah. And he's, like, you can sit on my lap. And she goes, no, it's fine. I just. And like, <laughs> She's, the... like, constantly trying. Just constantly trying to move it, <laughs> trying to get closer to him. So, it's so sweet. So, we're at another game for Noah. And Andy arrives. And Steph comes and bombards her. Mm-hmm. And this is what she says to Andy because there's those pictures that are circulating around. And, oh, I have to mention this. When Andy arrives at the game for Noah and Mitch is there and the team is there to support Noah, to support the Wombat. So all of the professional hockey players 
are there, not all of them, but most of them, like the few that we know, the few characters that we know, and they're there to support. And Stephanie sees this, gets furious, and comes approach Andy as soon as she arrives. And she says, it's really petty of you to not only sleep with the coach, but also befriend the team just to get back at Declan for teasing Noah. Like, how <laughs> like self-centered she, could you be? Like, she, that's what she's doing, right? right like, right. that's what, the only reason, right. like, I know, it's crazy. But Declan is freckles, <laughs> by the way. So mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. And she, Steph is yelling at Andy and freaking Mitch is not having it. He comes up and he yells at her. He's like, don't you talk to my girlfriend that way. And later, he, and she's like, oh, girlfriend. And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry about that. Like, you know, he's like, I didn't, it just kind of came out of me. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's just what felt natural at the time. <laughs> so now they've gotten more serious. Everything's going great. So at this game, at the Wombat game for Noah, Colby is one of the characters out there. West is also there with his fiance Melanie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like Mitch, oh, Andy, Melanie, and West all on sitting the front in, row, and then it's Colby and Bruce behind them. Behind them, yeah. So we find we get a little snippet of Colby and this another character called Noel, who is Melanie's best friend. They're the next book. So I just loved his reaction. You tell this part because it's really cute. Because it's like Noel walks in. She's like searching through the stands for them. And like, oh, they're like, oh, hey, like over here. And <laughs> Andy looks at Colby and he is like. He's, Colby's very, very flirtatious too. He's very outgoing yeah, and flirtatious. Outgoing, and as he's soon just as like he sees her. Drug and he's like, oh, His shoot. face drops. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> and then Noel comes and sits by Melanie and they're like saying hi and stuff and then colby's like well you don't want to sit by me and he's all flirting with noelle and she's Uh like absolutely not like she is having none of it yeah and he's like why don't you come to my games and she's like i'm here for my friend i'm not even here for the game (laughs) she's here for melanie and so yeah so excited i can't wait you get a little bit more about them in the next book that we're going to do the next podcast so listen to that so you can hear a little bit more about colby and noelle melanie's story is the it's a prequel it is a prequel to this this one one doing but but we, yeah we hear a little bit about colby and noel yeah yeah yeah. and i can't wait for when that book comes out it comes out in a couple months right right that's the next story yeah oh, can't wait can't wait so that was crazy sorry my knees just cracked i'm old okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting older all right so oh i forgot to mention this at the last one-on-one session that noah and mitch had noah asks him are you dating my sister, pretty much? And he goes, well, if I was, would I have your approval? And he's like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, all right, thanks, man. But I need you to know, this is Mitch saying to Noah, but I need you to know, just because I'm wanting to get to know Andy more doesn't mean that I don't want to hang out with you two. And then it made him smile, and he's like, okay, cool, yeah. And so I'm like, that was the perfect thing to say to him because Noah so kind of felt like, oh, well, he wants my sister. He doesn't want anything he's to do with me. Trying to get I thought to we me. had something. Yeah. But, you, know, you know, it's just so sweet. So I love that was perfect. That was a perfect thing to say. Yeah. So now we're at Mitch. He's flying to Canada for the next couple of games that he has. So he'll be gone for a couple of days and he'll be with the whole team. And on this flight, he's planning to just sleep and text Andy, Andy the whole time. That's <laughs> so cute. <laughs> And so he falls asleep, and when they land in Canada, the teammates wake him up, and he sees his phone, and his phone has gone berserk. He's gotten all these notifications, and he sees that there's this viral report, like, article. going around. Huh? Article. A viral article about Andy and Mitch, and, ha- and at the bottom of this Scathing. article, it's Stephanie and this video. So Stephanie leaked this information and talking about how she was sleeping doing her way to the yes, top. Yes, and how, and it, you know, 
it was this kid, this kid's coach team. He was coaching this kid's team, and he's like, you know, sleeping with one of the yeah guardians of them. And that kid's the leader of the group or whatever. Like, yeah, it's just this whole big fat mess. So he calls Andy right away. She's been crying, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." Like, and she's like, "I know it's okay. I just, I'm sorry. You know, all this is happening." And he instantly feels like he's ruining her life, and he's like, "Hey, listen, my agent's calling me. Let me call you later." And she's like, okay. And so he gets on the phone with his agent. What do we do? And the agent's like, well, I, what I've been saying this whole time, dump her, take the new sponsorship. And he's Ugh. like, and then in his head, well, and he tells the, his agent, and he's like, I'm doing what I should have done a long time ago. You're fired. Because that's not going to happen. I'm not dropping her and I'm not doing the like, sponsorship. You don't have my best interest. You do heart. not have my bench, best want interest. money. So he fires him, which is fantastic. But then the few days go by. Well, he goes to his game and he doesn't call Andy back. And so Andy in her head, she's like, okay, I got to be patient with him. I know this is not something he's used to dealing with. Is It's very emotional. I just have to be patient. But still, like, come on, give me a phone call or something. Yeah. So he has his game. And she comes home. Andy comes home from work. Noah's watching the game. And he's getting so many penalties left and right all the time. So many penalties. And Noah's like, ooh, this is rough to watch. And Andy's like, yeah, they just turn it off, (laughs) which is bad. And so we go to Mitch's point of view. And they're after the game. They're like, yeah, man, what was with you? And then West, it's with West. And he's like, yeah, man, what's going on? And and they start to kind of fight uh, Mitch and West kind of brawl. And then the captain comes over and he's like, dude, stop we all were off on our game tonight like you can't just point fingers and then Wes is like I know this is hard for you we've all literally have gone through what's going right now I'm, I know it sucks like I'm sorry that this is happening this viral thing that's happening to you and Andy like I get it I'm sorry but like you can't be coming at me like don't fight me like we're here for you we're literally here for you we'll help we're you supposed like to be like a family yeah I like tell us talk to us stop yeah. keeping us out talk to us we're, we're here to help you mm-hmm. And then Mitch is just kind of quiet listening. And then Kobe and Bruce come and hug him. And Mitch is kind of fighting it at first. But then he, like, stops and lets them hug him. Because they won't let go. They just know he needs a hug. So they won't let go. And it's so sweet. It's what he needed. And you kind of see him, like, kind of moving on and accepting this and kind of, like, going with it. Mm -hmm. So then he calls his therapist before he leaves to go on the plane back. So this is what, where Mitch head is at. He says, everyone, le-, this is what he's thinking. Everyone leaves and she will too. She'll figure out that I'm not worth the drama, that her life will be better off without me. She'll find a nice guy and settle down in the suburbs where they'll raise Noah and drink pina coladas and have a labradoodle. And I freaking hate that guy. I hate him with every fiber of my being, whoever he is. As much as I love punching people, there is no one I'd, I've ever wanted to punch more than this imaginary man who's going to marry the love of my life. <laughs> I just can't because he's him. like she deserves better he wants than to just like let me. he's like look at what I've caused because I mean because of my job and everything like this whole thing that's blown up and I don't want to do this to her but I love her pretty much and he's like I should let her go with it but she'll end up with another man and I freaking hate that man it's so cute I can't I just love that love that so much so he tries to call her but she's at work and so he's like I'm coming in She's like, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Well, he gets in really late and she's at home and he knocks on her door like at one o'clock in the morning and he brings this whole tray of sandwiches to her door. (laughs) And he's like, I'm so sorry, which 
instantly makes me want to have a sandwich. Like, I'm <laughs> so hungry right now. I could do a Jimmy John's right now. I'm not kidding. I'm really hungry. That sounds yeah, so good in my yeah, head. It does, yeah. But anyways, he brings this whole tray, knocks, she opens the door, and he's like, I'm so sorry. I just, I didn't know what to say. And it was so much. I just needed to process it. And he's just like, I just feel like I'm ruining your life. But I, you know, I really care for you. And she goes, please, like, stop right now. Like, ever since we've, you've come into our life, you have done nothing but bring us joy. Both Noah and I. Like, I want you in our lives. And they pretty much tell each other that they love each other. And it's so sweet because they, they come together, they kiss, and then he comes inside and she puts the sandwiches in the fridge. Don't let those go to waste. And they they end up sleeping on the couch. And the next morning, Noah comes down, sees them sleeping. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Like, rolls his eyes. <laughs> and she wakes up and she's like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be late for school. And then Mitch offers to drive him to school. And Noah's like, yeah, yeah that'd be freaking awesome. That'd be so cool in his nice car. And, like, he's a professional hockey player. Like, that'd be so cool for him. So she's like, okay, let me pack your your lunch really quick. So they go outside and they're sitting on the porch and she packs his lunch and one of the sandwiches that he brought. I'm telling you, I need a sandwich. I'm so (laughs) hungry. So then they pack it or she packs it. And so then they go, she goes and opens the door and she sees them just sitting there talking. And it's just like that melts her heart seeing them just like having a casual conversation, getting along. She goes, this, this makes me happy. Like, this is what I want. And so then she gives him a sandwich and he takes him to school And then we fast forward a little bit and I just have to share this quote because I thought it was so cute. He says, I love you so much. It hurts a little. (laughs) I just love that he's just opening up and he's just so sweet. I freaking love it. So now it's 10 months later. This is the epilogue and we are at their wedding day. I just love it. This epilogue is so perfect Mm -hmm. because Dr. Curtis is the officiant Mm -hmm. and Rhonda walks Andy down the aisle. It's so, so sweet. So sweet. So they have the wedding day. Everything's going wonderful. They have their dance. Everything's perfect. And after the, the well, the ceremony's over, but after their reception is over, he like throws her over his shoulder and takes her away to, for their honeymoon. <laughs> and it was like perfect. And then we go to like the bedroom scene where they're together. And it's just so beautiful and just so raw. Like, he's crying and she's crying. And he just pretty much says, like, I just, I'm just so happy and amazed and just can't even, like, I'm so grateful that you chose me. Like, you want me because you're just so amazing. I'm just happy that you're mine. And it's so sweet. And they're just both crying. And then it goes to blackout because it's their honeymoon. And that's, that's how it ends. It's so perfect. It's so good. It's so freaking good. Okay. You guys need to read the book. <laughs> it is worth the freaking read, okay? It's so good. It's so good. So let's go over. Let's rate it. Okay. Okay. Plot. What do you think of the plot? Five out of five. Freaking five out of five, guys. I. It Such was just simple story, but it, it's so good. It flows so great. Like the you're things, entertained the whole time. The whole time, the dialogue, like the characters, mm-hmm. everything is so good. I loved it. Five out of five. Hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, romance. Five out of five. Five out of freaking five. I don't even like. That's it. It was just perfect. Their character development, it flowed. Relationship, yeah, it grew, yeah, at a really good rate, and then like it was so believable the whole time too. Yeah, and it's just so sweet and funny and like realistic and just so awesome. 
I loved it. Uh-huh. I loved it. Yeah. And then the, the ending. ending. Yeah, five out of five. Five out of five. Like literally, we've said like we would change nothing about this. I would book. change not literally a thing. Nothing. And the endings are the hardest to get right. And she did. Literally. She tied so many things back together so well. It was just a little perfect bow yeah. at the very end. I just loved it. It was yeah. so good. Do like, you know how hard it is to have a perfect book? I know. I know. Literally, so five, hard. especially contemporary, contemporary when we don't even really like contemporary. I know. I know, that's why we're saying, you guys, it is worth the read. You have to read this book. It's so good. And it's on Kindle Unlimited, yeah. for, at least for right now. So yeah. go get yourself, a, go read it. It's, it's go, so We read it in two days. It's an easy read because it flows so nicely. Literally, it's there's just, nothing that blocks the flow of your reading. Like, sometimes authors use, like, weird words or, like, funky scenarios. You don't really like know what's happening. Or, like, flashbacks or whatever. Literally like that. nothing like that. It yeah. just flows so good. She never harps on an idea for too long. Like, if there's yeah. something that's brought up, it's brought up. It's fully said well and then it just moves on it's, it's so great. good i just i'm trying to be like you leah bruder <laughs> trying to get my writing to be just as good just as good as yours yeah i just i can't i have nothing else to say but all five stars on all yeah. of it it's so good i loved it yeah. i loved if noah you guys, and you're weird about kids in there i am weird about kids in books i don't really like them because usually they're like annoying but yeah. like they take too much away from but, the book like yeah. i want the romance i don't care about the kids like that's yeah. not why i'm there but um, he's really good in this yeah. just because he's so chill and like he is really needed for Mitch too. Yeah, yeah. Like he was a necessary part of this book. So yeah. I, I really uh, liked it. It's just so perfect. Just yeah. so wonderful. I loved it. Thank you guys so much for listening to Desire Defense with us. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And don't forget to follow us at Worth the Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Next episode, we're going to share Passion or Penalty by Leah Bruner. And you can decide if it's worth the read. Bye. Bye. Bye.